it is a good time to build because if you build something that is a value, you know, it usually takes a handful of years. And so it'll probably be good timing because we'll probably be, you know, just coming out of this recession and it would just be better market timing if you start something now in general, most likely. Hey, this is Jesse here, and thanks for checking out episode 28 of the Betting Startups podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by Zach Litwack from Savage Ventures, which is a venture operator that invests in, acquires, and operates high-growth digital-first businesses. In this episode, Zach explains their unique approach and model as a venture operator, the role that growth marketing plays in their success, which led them to being FanDuel's number one affiliate during the 2021 NFL season, and the types of companies that they're looking to fund or acquire as Savage Sports increases its focus on the sports betting vertical. Zach was an awesome guest, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a suggestion for a future guest, let us know by DM on our Twitter, at Betting Startups. Now, on to the show. This episode is brought to you by SBC Summit North America, the biggest sports betting and iGaming event of its kind. Their highly anticipated event returns this summer on July 12th through 14th, which will bring together all of the major players in the fast-growing North American sports betting and iGaming industry for three days of high-level discussions, business meetings, and networking. The program also includes SBC's First Pitch, a startup pitch competition that will bring together the most exciting startups in the industry, competing for a grand prize before a judging panel of leading industry investors. To learn more and secure your ticket, visit sbcevents.com. All right, we're back with episode 28 of the Betting Startups podcast. And joining us today, we have Zach from Savage Ventures. Zach, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing, man? Thanks for having me, Jesse. I'm excited to talk. Awesome. Happy to have you here. Uh, really interested in what you guys are up to with Savage Ventures and Savage Sports. Before we get to that, though, Zach, maybe just for folks listening, if you could give yourself a, a brief introduction, maybe talk a little bit about uh, your background and some of the major chapters of your journey up until the start of Savage Sports. Yeah, I've always been an entrepreneur. I remember growing up, like the whole like work a day job, work for a big corporation was never appealing to me. And so in college, I started a music production company. I went to school for music. And that's what I did for the first about seven years of my career. I sold that company to my business partners. I was very burnt out. I spent many, many weeks not sleeping in that, in the music industry. And I found myself working for startups and I was like, wow, this is also really fun, really cool. Had a similar vibe to what I experienced in the music industry. And I developed a, a, a love for digital marketing and growth hacking and technology and startups. And so that's where I've been the last seven years. So it's about half and half of my career. And a couple of years ago, uh, we started a company. I started a company called Savage Ventures with a good friend of mine named Sam. I had start, tried to start like, I don't know, 20, 30 startups and they all failed over that first like five or six years in this, in this uh, technology startup journey. And, um, finally have one cooking now, uh, Sam and I met about five or six years ago, but we formalized and started doing some, some projects on the side. I was really good at digital marketing and growth hacking. He was, he had a lot of deal flow. Um, he had a couple of exits immediate prior to us launching Savage Ventures. And so it was a good, good marriage. And, and we were off to the races. The, um, the general, I guess, philosophy of Savage Ventures is to love the people that you work with and and honestly have fun at work. And we've been grateful to work on some some awesome projects that have interestingly led us down a path of being heavily involved in 
the sports betting industry. Awesome. Can you talk a little bit about what Savage Ventures is, what it does? And, you know, in doing a bit of research, I see it's positioned as a, a venture operator. And I'm just curious if you can talk a little bit about what that is and, and then maybe how that's differentiated from more traditional venture firms. Yeah, it took us a while to come up with that term because we're, we're definitely different. And the, the key difference is we invest in and acquire companies, but we also operate them. And there are three main ways we partner with companies. The Their first way is pretty uh, traditional like acquisition. So we just acquire a company, we take it over. The second way is we invest a lot of money into a company and they um, we we take a majority ownership in that case. And we also, again, take over operations. And then the third way is a, in a what we call a joint venture where we're investing a lot of time, energy and money into the company, but we're taking a minority stake in the company and we're doing some sort of profit sharing and revenue sharing. And we've got, if we hit certain milestones, we'll have you know, an equity increase and that sort of thing. And so we, we've got a variety of each in among the portfolio right now. Interesting. So, you know, sounds as though, again, correct me if I'm wrong here, I probably am, but, um, you know, the, the companies within your portfolio, in addition to making some sort of equity-based investment, you're also providing additional, uh, I guess, call, I'll call it shared services, right? Is there sort of capabilities or expertise you're also providing them at an operational level in addition to the uh, financial investment you're committing to them? Yeah, totally. So yeah, you're hitting on the key differentiator. We've got a bunch of systems and processes already built out that companies take a lot of time and money to build. And and honestly, a lot of them don't even get there before they either fail or, or they sell it for parts. And so well, we have a couple of core competencies. One, I would say, is on the um, performance marketing side of things. And that includes affiliate and e-commerce. It includes paid media. It just includes like really good technical marketers is, is what I call them. So we've got a handful of those at the Savage Ventures level. And then we've got strong expertise in editorial and website development. So like scaling news desks and a lot of the, the uh, mechanics that you need to do a digital media company, especially one that is focused on website traffic. And then the third one is video production and just social media distribution and, and just general audience creation. And I'd bucket kind of all those together so we can spin up shows super quickly because we've got a brand called Savage Media in-house. It's a video production company. They set up this camera that, you know, everyone who's watching this uh, is um, is looking at, you know, my beautiful face. It's not this beautiful usually. <laughs> um, and then and then we also have the back office stuff built out, the stuff that start startups and founders definitely don't want to build out, like HR and accounting, um, like we build p l so we, we build the p l every month and we'll we'll do the forecasts we'll do all the financial like engineering and um yeah it's super valuable for a founder to partner with us because like literally all the stuff that that founder doesn't want to do yeah. we have in-house already and it's like very turnkey yeah no that, that that's definitely a compelling proposition for uh for entrepreneurs that definitely just want to be focusing on their core business and their core product and not have to worry about a lot of the back office stuff that is necessary but uh maybe a little less interesting so uh definitely a big value add it sounds like um i'd like to drill down a little bit now zach into savage sports specifically right so you mentioned savage ventures focuses across a number of different verticals with sports and sports betting being one of those can you just sort of tell me to start with a little bit around the, I guess, genesis of how you guys first identified the sports betting category and maybe what the, the journey's been up until this point uh, with your work in it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the first brands we launched after creating Savage Ventures was a brand called Outkick. And it was uh, a joint venture with Clay Travis, who is a pretty well-known radio personality and sports reporter. He had a national radio show 
uh, called Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio, as an example, that, you know, had three, four million listeners. Um, and so we joint ventured with him and we launched, you know, a real digital media company around him. We took his, you know, personal brand and added contributors and built website traffic and all those things I just mentioned, we, we did. And it was scaling nicely. And we had about four or five, what I call like uh, revenue or monetization hypotheses. One of them was actually sports betting. And interestingly at the time, so this was June, 2020. So we've got it, we had a couple, it's about two years ago from, from this date that we're talking right now is when we launched that brand. Um, Tennessee was due to go live at the very beginning of that football season. And a lot of Clay's audience was in Tennessee. And we didn't really know what was gonna happen, honestly, but it took off, especially around the Tennessee launch. And we we got a taste of, of how fun and how interesting and how young the sports betting mar market is, especially in the United States. And we kind of became hooked, honestly. And, and um, so that company scaled and we actually sold it about a year ago. So it was a, our, our investment banker actually said it was one of the fastest growing companies he's ever seen, if not the fastest one. And so it was a great start, you know, for obviously Savage Ventures, but it also proved out our concept of, of Savage Ventures quite nicely. And obviously one of the key takeaways was the sports betting market and how much we loved it. And honestly, how, how much experience and expertise we developed around marketing the products, especially as an affiliate through the brand Outkick. Uh, just for example, we were FanDuel's number one affiliate that football season. Like we were their top affiliate the whole football season. And so, and I, and the the company that ended up pub, uh, purchasing Outkick, Fox, uh, one of their top priorities was sports betting. You know, they have Fox Bet and and they thought Outkick would be an interesting asset to own. Um, the content also leaned, you know, kind of right and conservative. Uh, I would say it was more in the middle, but it definitely, the content was a match. The sports betting, you know, revenue was a match. And so it was a, it was a nice acquisition for them and for us, honestly. During the time <clears throat> that we, we saw the initial success for Outkick, we actually had an opportunity to purchase the Grandex Media Assets out of Austin. Uh, you might not know that brand, but you probably know one of their brands, Total Frat Move. If you're like younger than 31 or 32, it's, it's a little bit young for me. I'm almost 35 now, but if you were in college from like 2014 to 2018 or something, you had a, a strong affinity for the brand. And so we, one of our hypotheses, hypotheses around Total Frat Move was like, man, we could replicate some of this expertise and experience we had with Outkick uh, to promote sports betting products, almost akin to what Barstool did. You know, Barstool right. had a sports angle. Total Frat Move was a very similar brand though. Maybe it didn't publish as much sports content, but college football and other related, you know, things were a strong, um, had a strong fit in inside of that brand. And so we spent this past football season kind of proving out the fact that we could do this again, this being, you know, scale, uh, scale sports betting revenue for the sports books around a, uh, another digital media company. And we did that. And so we decided to rebrand everything as Savage Sports. And we've since added, you know, some sports betting influencers, which I can get into later. And we, we started purchasing and partnering with founders, uh, some of which may have been on this podcast, honestly, I don't know, uh, to acquire some of their apps and tools. And so we're developing what I call the largest media conglomerate that is solely focused on driving online gambling and sports betting revenue for uh, all the sports books and, and DFS companies. 
No, that, that, that's really impressive. And it sounds like, as you say, within sort of a two-year window, not only have you sort of proved the model, improved the hypotheses, but now getting it ready to scale and basically replicate that playbook that you've established with the first couple of properties. Um, makes a lot of sense, Zach. And I, you sort of answered the next question I was going to ask, but just in terms of, I guess, now looking forward, what types of companies or teams or products, like what is it within the sports betting vertical specifically you guys are looking to bolt on or to add on and get involved with under the Savage Sports umbrella? Yeah, we're, I would say we're looking for three key things. We're looking for more digital media brands like Total Frat Move, both endemic and non-endemic. Endemic meaning they're sports focused, non-endemic meaning they're more like Total Frat Move where the audience would definitely wager on sports online, especially if it was legal where they are, but they, they don't necessarily, you know, read about, um, uh, read our content, you know, that's, that's sports specific every day. We're looking for sports and just general betting influencers. We're trying to build out an influencer network uh, that we can obviously monetize all of our our products against, but do all the other digital media things that we're really good at, like direct sales and maybe launching a website around them, scaling a YouTube channel and 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 monetizing that. And so that presents a unique opportunity for us not to just monetize the sports betting products, but to actually monetize uh, all the different potential revenue streams inside of a media company. And then we're looking for betting apps and tools. You know, I mentioned this earlier, we're partnered, partnering with a couple of, of what I would call like startup apps and tools that may or may not have been on the podcast. One of them that we're finishing the acquisition of is called Vigit. It's a, a social sports betting um, free-to-play app that has, you know, a good, a good user base that just needs some, well, it needs the Savage Ventureship infrastructure to help scale. And obviously we've got the digital media codes to help market it too. And then another example of, of what we've recently done at Savage Sports is we part, we did a joint venture with Kill Kenny, who's a, I would call him a, he's a sports betting influencer is known for his parlays. He's got a brand wrapped around his personal brand called Moonshot and the, they call it the Mooney gang, but he's got thousands and thousands of people that are, you know, paying him 20 to $40 per month inside of his discord to, to get his picks and and what it's evolved into is actually really appealing to us. It's it's a real community that will buy other products from him. And we're launching a YouTube channel for him. We're scaling out his Twitch channel. We're setting up a Twitch partnership. And so we're doing all the other things that we know how to do from a digital media standpoint. And so yeah, we're looking for media brands, influencers, apps and tools in in hopes that we create this giant conglomerate that is is not only uh you know, bringing the sports books, a lot of, uh, volume and quality users, but that is allowing us to do our digital media thing. If that makes sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Zach, I'm curious a little bit as well for yourself as a, a marketer, a growth marketer, and, you know, somebody that's just been in that space, uh, sounds like for years and then probably at, uh, sort of the upper levels of performance in that space. I'm just sort of curious as you've gotten into the sports betting vertical. What are your overall observations or thoughts so far just around what you've seen uh, with the industry's approach to customer acquisition, right? I mean, there's, uh, you know, headlines constantly around the, the CPAs and just sort of the sustainability of it and sort of the unit economics around customer acquisition versus lifetime value, all these sorts of things. And again, for you coming into this vertical and with the experience you have, just curious what your overall, I guess, observations are so far around the space from that acquisition component. Yeah, I think affiliate is a smart way to acquire users for these casino slash technology companies that don't really know how to do growth marketing very well. At least it's not in their, you know, foundational skill set. And so I think the affiliate program is smart. 
I, I, there's probably, and I don't know this for a fact, there's probably a lot of wasted money in the non-performance side of what they're doing, but I get that there needs to be some sort of branding that helps the affiliates market. The whole reason to partner with Barstool pen purchase them obviously, or to partner with us is we've got these media brands that a large audience has a strong affinity with that will experiment with or buy products that we service, especially if it's, you know, in an on-brand way. And so I think it's smart. Um, and as more and more markets go live there, the sports books in particular are probably going to have to, um, balance, like you mentioned earlier, CAC and CLTV and retention. Because they're figuring out how to acquire users. They're figuring out what partners are leading to more users. Then they'll probably have to turn turn the affiliates to, okay, great, you can acquire users. Now I need to incentivize you to keep the users on the app longer and to keep them coming back, which Savage Sports is more than happy to make that transition with them. I think the the sports books just need to have a more collaborative approach with their affiliates. If any anybody is listening right now, I'm sorry if that hurt your feelings, but um, where your marketing team, you know, right now, I know you have some in-house marketers, but uh, what they're doing in-house is more on the, what I would call, you know, brand building side of things, which is, which is probably necessary, but you know, I, I love stuff where I get instantaneous, you know, I love marketing where I get instantaneous feedback and, and can optimize, you know, almost in real time. hundred percent. Um, I also want to chat a little bit, uh, while I have you just around the, you know, macroeconomic conditions right now, we'll call it. I want to ask sort of this from a couple of perspectives. The first being from the perspective of a venture firm, how are you guys sort of thinking about the headwinds we're facing right now and sort of all of the, uh, doom and gloom in the headlines and has that prompted you guys to sort of adjust your investment thesis or is it business as usual and just sort of how you're reconciling all of that happening around us right now? Yeah. Our, our general thesis is to build companies like you never have to sell them. And so. We have a lot of healthy, profitable companies, so a downturn doesn't really affect us that much. In fact, it, it kind of, it, it, it's kind of a good thing for us. I hate to say that, but like, we are probably going to be able to partner, um, with some other companies, maybe a little bit more easily than we could have in the past. Maybe there's going to be some acquisition opportunities that, um, are, you know, no brainers. Versus maybe last year they were, ooh, that's kind of expensive. You know, it'll be a long time before we can have an ROI here. And then uh, as far as the the macroeconomic landscape, I mean, we're definitely in a recession. I don't know how long we're going to be there, be here. It's probably not going to be too long. I think we're doing the right things at the macro level to curb what I would call insane valuations and insane just bloat in general. Yeah. And so... We're, we're not, I would say excited, but we're definitely going to be, um, we're definitely more optimistic, I think. And we're definitely obviously going to take advantage of situations as they arise. Yeah. And then I guess I want to also ask that same question, but from a slightly different perspective, which is from the perspective of a person who, you know, maybe has been recently laid off. Obviously we're reading a lot in the headlines right now around, uh, you know, right sizing of organizations, which unfortunately oftentimes means layoffs. And for people now that are maybe reconsidering what their next move is, right? Entrepreneurship is maybe something they haven't done, but it's often said that a bear market is the best time to build. So again, just curious, Zach, like what would you say to people about how to take the leap into entrepreneurship in such uncertain times? Yeah, it is a good time to build because if you build something that is a value, you know, it usually takes a handful of years. And so it'll probably be good timing because we'll probably be, you know, just coming out of this recession and, and, um, the market, it would just be better for market timing if you start something now in general, most likely. But 
ultimately technology is powerful because you don't need a lot of money to, to execute on these things, especially early on. And you can certainly still raise money now. It's just going to be at a more reasonable valuation. Like instead of, you know, raising 17 million pre-revenue, maybe you're raising like two or three, but that's totally okay. You can do a lot with two or $3 million. If you can't figure it out with, with two or $3 million, then you're, you're going to fail either way. So, um, yeah. And I, I would just say like, if you've always had the entrepreneurial itch, just do it. If your gut's telling you, just do it. If you've got an idea, just do it. And if you don't necessarily have the entrepreneurial itch or you, but you want to get back in the saddle and you love startups and you love digital media, you love technology, you could go to people like me and say, Hey, this is what I've done for all these startups. Do you have a place for me? And at Savage Ventures, we might. Looking ahead here for the second half of the year, uh, you know, we're sort of in the, the lull of summer right now and obviously a busy sporting calendar coming up for the second half of the year. But I guess as you look ahead to, uh, you know, the latter half of 2022, Zach, what are the major milestones or outcomes that you and the firm are focused on achieving? Yeah, first, first well, Q4 is big for digital media. You know, that's when brands buy. And even during a recession, you know, we're going to make more money in Q4 uh, for all of our digital media properties. And we've got a music property called American Songwriter. We've got a, um, a total frat move and all these brands under Savage Sports, you know, have very, had more traditional digital media revenue streams on top of sports betting. We've got this, this um, brand called Rare that we purchased from Publishers Clearinghouse and relaunched this year. And then I'm forgetting another media brand we own, honestly. But, uh, but yeah, so Q4 is going to be big for all of these, all these media brands. And so obviously we're, we're gearing up for that. The other thing as it relates to Savage Sports is those, those you know, areas of, of focus that I mentioned earlier where we're looking for digital media brands, other digital media brands, influencers and betting apps and tools. We're trying to basically map, use this time to, to broker partnerships and, and just get everyone aligned so that we can, you know, market effectively, as effectively as possible going into football season. And in the meantime, too, we're running, you know, some smaller experiments. Like we're really diving into MLB for the first time, you know, right now. Uh, Puerto Rico is going to be coming live soon and there could be opportunity to, you know, market baseball to that market. So there's some interesting things. So testing where we can, I'd say, and and just collecting the the pieces to to help the sports books get a ton of users this football season. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. And my standard question I ask all my guests towards the end of every conversation, Zach, if you weren't working in marketing or media or operating businesses or funding other companies in a parallel universe, what would you be doing instead? Yeah, I could say music, but I kind of did that. I, I'd say I'd be like a a scientist or maybe even like a a surgeon. I've always been fascinated by the human brain and how it works. And I've also uh, things like shots and blood and gore has never bothered me. Like my wife would pass out, but my wife does pass out when she gets a shot, but that type of stuff has never bothered me. Like the, the body is super interesting to me. So I'd probably be a surgeon or something like that. Cool. Cool. Love it. Um, and for folks listening, if they wanted to get in touch with you, maybe present something they're working on that might be interesting to the firm, or if they want to learn more about what you guys are up to, a quick plug for any uh, points of contact that you can share with people listening. Yeah, I'm on social media all day for all of our companies, so I don't get on it personally, except for maybe LinkedIn. So you can certainly connect with me, Zach Litwack on LinkedIn or search Savage Ventures or Savage Sports. And then if you want to get in touch, just go to savage.ventures. That's our URL. You can read more about us. There's a contact form there. 
I'd say that's, a, if you're interested in partnering with us, I'd say that's the best place to go. Awesome, Zach. Well, hey, thanks a ton for joining the podcast today. I think what you guys are up to is really unique and really cool and really looking forward to continuing to follow the story and uh, see what moves you guys make next. Thanks again for joining. Yeah, thanks, Jesse. I had a lot of fun.